Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Your host, Paul, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, now available on Audible. Here's your host, Paul Jameson. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to today's episode. We're going to be interviewing James Mansky from Elkhorn Lawn Care. He's got 18 years building his business. He started out cutting that grass, making that cash for his parents' neighbor's yard, and uh, has grown this thing into 42 employees, seven different services that they offer, seven different divisions in his business, and the uh, business is booming. Sales up 37% this year, and with a couple decades in this uh, industry, James really has a lot to share with us. So he's the author of Thinking Horizontally, and is going to share with us what he's learned over 18 years of building a very successful lawn and landscape business in Nebraska. Thanks to today's episode, uh, show sponsors for making this all possible. That's our friends at Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, the Launchpreneur Academy, and GPS Track It. So without further ado, here's my interview with Elkhorn Lawn Care owner and author of Thinking Horizontally, James Mansky. Eighteen years in the lawn and landscape industry. Welcome to the show, James. I appreciate it. Grateful to be here and share knowledge with uh, all your audience. Yeah, you've been at this for a while. So tell us a little bit about your story. Sure. I mean, I started out always having that entrepreneurial spirit at an early age. My first business, I had ten years old selling pop and golf balls to people passing by my neighbor, my my parents' backyard. Um, so I also had that drive and. And I got to a point where I was making so much money. The owner of the golf course came by and shut me down at 10 years old. I was wow. taking too much business. Where were you finding that. these golf balls? So funny story. It would just be in the back creeks, the ponds. I'd go golf ball hunting on the, at nights. So it's actually their balls that I'm cleaning up and reselling it back to the golfers. Yeah. You got, you got to get so. those Titleist Pro V1s, huh? Yeah, exactly. That's gold. <laughs> you don't want yeah. those top flight. Yeah. So, I mean, I always had that drive in me. I was meant for something more than just sit in an office, work for somebody. And as I grew up, I just constantly thinking about that stuff. My parents instilled that in me earlier where you got to be able to provide for yourself and think bigger. So coming into high school, I started Elkhorn Lawn Care at 15, just my parents' neighborhood, didn't even have a license yet. And then just slowly grew it from there um, through college and beyond. How did at age 15, you don't even have a, a truck or a driver's license. How did you haul around your equipment? What, what kind of, uh, did you just push the mower over to the neighbors or how did you get around? Yeah. I mean, it was just a, a general riding mower. It wasn't anything professional at that time. So it would be just pushing around, driving it over. And then eventually got a, a small truck and a small trailer and still kept it to my parents' neighborhood. So by so the time you... Was, by the time you got your driver's license, you were already off to the races. Yeah. Yep. I think at 16, I had about 35 yards. Oh, wow. So it was just a easy money for me. But that back then it was like, why is everything so complicated when you can just go out, offer a service? And especially with, with people being friends and neighbors, they want to help you out. Yeah. So then when did you get it legitimate with the Elkhorn lawn care? That was age 18. Um, yeah, about 17, 17, 18. 
And once we got through all that branding and, and set everything up, professional equipment, um, we just took it from there. So of course, started with mowing like most people do. And then we, we would go out and I would go learn a new skill. So I would learn irrigation, get my plumber or the license with the plumbing board or the city, master that skill, build up that um, service income and those customer base. And then I would hire somebody to take on that, that role. So it was either somebody that I would start from scratch training them or bring in somebody experienced to run that division. So I kept doing that. So from mowing, then learn landscape maintenance, learn fertilizing, learn uh, irrigation, learn holiday lighting, learn snow, and then just keep funneling people in once we've mastered it and built it to our audience. Wow. So from there, it just grew. I mean, it went from just mowing to seven divisions right now. So we're full service residential commercial. Fantastic. So this is 2002, uh, correct? When you, when you got started? Correct. 17, 18 years old. Fast mm-hmm. forward to today, 2021, you're looking at seven different divisions, uh, multiple locations, approximately how many uh, employees uh, does Elkhorn Lawn Care have now? Yeah, right now we're about 42. 42? 42 full time. Yep. And, and what areas? Go ahead. Constantly flowing in. So we, we constantly want to bring on new people. We constantly want good attitudes, not just good skill set. An attitude is much easier to train than a skill with a bad attitude. So we're, we're constantly looking at certain divisions where we can um, expand our footprint and just grow quickly in our area. Yeah. I'd like to dive a little deeper into the seven divisions, James, and just kind of hear your strategy and your blueprint behind, uh, for example, some guys will say we do lawn mowing just to get ourselves in position so we can sell the other services that are higher profit. Uh, what, what's your kind of philosophy with the seven divisions? Do you find one that's just a, a money-making, profit-making machine and you do the other ones just to get that? Or are they all profitable? Or how do you navigate offering so many different services? Sure. Great question. Um, they all tie into each other, right? So, of course, most people start off with mowing. For us, everything is profitable. We have it very detailed. I'm, I'm a nerd on analytics, so I look at numbers all the time. And by having something where, where we can go to a customer and say, we're going to take care of your entire property, spring, fall, summer, winter, and they only have to deal with one company, mm. that's huge. I mean, nobody wants to deal with 11 different contractors. So we found that out early where if we can offer all the services to fewer customers and companies, we get their, their business 12 months out of the year. So they all play a tie into each other, but it's also every division has dedicated people. So for mowing, they're still looking out for, you know, irrigation leaks or tree branches that are hanging down or, um, insects in the yard. And then we take that over to our fertilizing division. Then we offer them, Hey, we saw this, we saw this, we can handle it right away because we're servicing that for you. Mm -hmm. So they all tie in together. We like to have just a full service package. Okay. So I've done some research on your guys's uh, seasons and things like that in Nebraska. It looks like you start mowing around March and you work that through December. Is, is that correct? You do weekly correct. mowing. And then the fertilization and weed control program is at six, seven, eight apps a year. 
Yeah, typically six apps. Okay. Um, underneath our fertilizing division, there's a ton of different products and services we also offer. So from soil samples to find out if they need more, you know, biosolids or humic acid, sulfur, all that kind of stuff. So that typically is six applications from March through November, but there's a lot of things we can do in between such as aerating, overseeding as well, or tree care, tree spraying, tree injections. I mean, there's a lot that we can help improve people's properties. Once you sell the new customer, let's say Mrs. Smith, and, and you say, hey, we can do weekly mowing, uh, March to December, we can do your um, aeration You know, in the fall, your, your six app fertilization and weed control programming. She says, we want it all, James. Give us the, the full package. Are you giving her um, different bills throughout the year? Or is she paying one price each month? Or how, how do you set up that billing to include that full spectrum of one-stop shop uh, lawn care landscape services? Sure. Um, so we've got a couple of different options we found worked really well. Typically in January, February, we do prepayments. Okay. So mm-hmm. all those services we bundle together, you get a 5% discount if you prepay before we start the season, typically before March 1st. So when you say bundle together, you're, you're doing lawn mowing, furt and squirt, all, all, all your services yep. for the year, you're giving them one lump sum. And if you pay this big number, you'll get 5% off and they just pay you one payment for the whole entire Correct. year. Got it. Correct. Even we toss in holiday lighting, you know, monthly landscape cleanups, mulch, uh, fall cleanups, aerating. So it's, it's whatever we have already worked with them on or whatever we can help service them with. What percentage of, and if I'm diving too deep, I, you know, no, push, push me back, but the guys listening to this or, you know, they own their own lawn care landscaping business and are, you're adding a lot of value right now uh, out, out of your customer base. What percentage is paying for that uh, January, February lump sum payment? I would say about 20, 25%. Wow. So that, it's, it's great. So early on, everybody always has that struggle of we need money in the off off season. Correct. Mm-hmm. So now like January, February, our biggest months, cause we're getting tons of money in when we're not even doing anything that helps us provide for, you know, staffing, bringing in uh, more equipment, more vehicles, more product buying in bulk early before the season even starts. So that was a huge game changer for us. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing we did too, is what we call our monthly budget plan. So the same exact example, you have all those services, let's just say even numbers, it costs $12,000 for the year. Mm-hmm. We'll split that into 12 even payments where we just run their credit card or bank account on file mm-hmm. every single month, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000 on the first. Mm-hmm. So that gives us more money in those off season months as well. It kind of spreads it out, makes it easier for the customer mm-hmm. to see, okay, I only need to worry about this much to pay every single month mm-hmm. instead of a giant chunk up front or some months being more than other months. Got you. Now, back to the 42 employees and your climate's a little different than ours here in the South where we, we, we can work year round where, you know, you might have to throw a jacket on, but it's, you know, it's, it's year round, especially you get a little South, South Georgia, Florida, Nebraska, I'm assuming you're kind of in that transition where it's not like you're getting as much snow as Minnesota or Wisconsin, but you, you, you kind of got that, that awkward December, January, February time. How do you retain your employees or, or do you not retain them? Or how do you keep that, that, uh, low point, uh, with your employees wanting full-time pay, I'm assuming and, and, and full-time sure. hours. Yeah. And that was, that was something I wanted to change in the industry a long time ago because everybody was laying their people off in the winter. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was okay. 
there's a couple of different things. So we started offering holiday lighting. So for that, we're actually gearing up to, for that to start in two weeks. So we're going to start putting up Christmas lights beginning of October. That usually goes through mid-December. And then we start taking them down right after the first of the year. So that adds several months in the winter months when, when things are maybe not as busy, mm-hmm. just to bring in more money, more income, keeps people on board. And then with snow as well, like you said, whenever it snows, they can help with that. Um, but I wanted more. I wanted them to have skills that they could improve on. And I started getting into single family renovation. So every year I'll usually buy a couple houses that will renovate Mm -hmm. because everybody has skills from previous lives. I mean, Mm -hmm. our irrigation techs used to do plumbing. Mm -hmm. People know carpentry. Some people knew flooring. So I use their, their skills, our assets we already have. Mm -hmm. So the same tools, the same trucks, dump trailers, everything we'll go and renovate them. And then in the spring, I rent them out. Wow. So it builds another company at the same time by keeping everybody busy and employed. So I'm just taking their, their skills, our assets and using it in any way possible. Yeah, that's, that's very unique. That's the second time I heard that this week. I know Caleb Allman over there in Columbus, Ohio has mentioned he's going to do that this winter uh, on a commercial property. These guys are going to be when there's not much uh, hardscape installs to do, they're going to be out building a, a commercial property. So that's pretty uh, unique. I heard that twice. Um, with the holiday lighting, what year did you get into that uh, as your company evolved? I would say maybe about 10 years ago, eight uh, to 10 years ago. Okay. And then how do you go about selling those jobs, James, pricing those jobs? I, I know holiday lighting has, has been a buzz around here the last few years. Uh, where do you go uh, in regards to making sure that's a profitable venture? Yeah. So it's, it's actually one of the easiest things I think to price out because it's just labor and materials. There's no maintenance on equipment. You don't have to buy equipment except ladders. Mm -hmm. So that the investment's very low. Um, What we do 2020 was an awesome year for holiday lighting. Nobody wanted to meet. So everything was emails and talking on the phone. Usually we were face-to-face talking to customers. Here's what we would recommend. Here's what you Let's go through this catalog and see what you like. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's just emails. Here's some options. We made our own catalog with different op- options we've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Which do you like? And then we have a design software that we can show that to them with different estimates. And then they usually just pick, okay, I really like this one. Can we tweak this? Can we tweak this? Let's add this. But it's much more simplified than landscaping or everything else throughout the season. There's no, there's no equipment. So it's the design is maybe five minutes. Mm-hmm. We can design a house. We can estimate a house and then over the estimate within five, 10 minutes. Wow. That's so impressive. It's a great. It's a great service to offer. And people are, they're constantly wanting to improve too. They want to add to their collection. They want to add to their display that labor service, the income, um, from install, takedown and storage, it's recurring. So every year you just build on it. Beautiful. Well, guys, we're going to have more with, uh, James Mansky from Elkhorn Lawn Care, uh, coming right up after we hear from today's show sponsors. We'll be right back. GPS track. It makes managing your driver vehicles and equipment assets simple with the latest technology and personalized friendly customer support for service businesses of all sizes with GPS track it, you get a real time view of where your fleet vehicles are around the clock. 
helping improve route density and operate more efficiently. GPS Track it has been delivering peace of mind for over 12,000 customers in lawn and landscaping, and they've been doing it for over 20 years. Are you ready to protect your fleet, save money, and cut down on fuel costs? Call 844-996-2518 to speak with a knowledgeable fleet advisor. No pressure, no hassles, low monthly fees, and no contracts. 844-996-2518 or visit greenindustrypodcast.com slash GPS track it. Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying, no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm going to have to shovel. I don't even have a (laughs) snowblower. Nobody to plow me. Oh my God, the neighbors suck. They don't help. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Do you want to keep the cash flowing this winter? Head over to LauntrepreneurAcademy.com and check out all of Brian Fullerton's new courses and powerful resources to get you cashing in on that white gold through plowing snow. The Snow Plowing Training Course is easy to understand and you'll learn what it takes to do the job effectively and how to bid, price, and estimate snow plowing for both residential and commercial properties. LauntrepreneurAcademy.com has three new resources to take the hassle and guesswork out of securing your snow removal jobs, plus there's eye-catching marketing materials that can help you secure new clients quickly. Ready to crush the snow game this year? Visit LauntrepreneurAcademy.com or use the link in the podcast description. All right, guys, we are back with James. He is the author of Thinking Horizontally. We'll get into that in a moment, but I'm getting uh, deep in the weeds here, no pun intended, with Elkhorn Lawn Care. Very impressive uh, what you build over 18 years with uh, seven different divisions that all seem to have their purpose and profitability. 42 employees, and uh, it seems like you got a system in place where you're not scrambling in the spring rush to bring on new guys, but you you have that uh, consistent work throughout the um, winter months. So can you uh, share a little bit more, James? I want to kind of get into the mulch, uh, the aerations. I know these are kind of seasonal, but um, if you've been doing this for 18 years, I'm sure you've really got your systems in place to, to maximize uh, those opportunities. Um, I'd like to I'd like to dive a little bit deeper into to some of these other areas, um, mulch, aeration, sprinkler s- services, and things of that nature. Sure. Yeah. I mean, mulch is, I love mulch. It's easy, right? Everybody knows how to do it. It's easy to train no equipment either. I mean, it's get the vehicles, bring the product. Um, we've actually partnered up with, with a school district and we have a bunch of commercial places too, that we help enhance once in the spring, once in the fall. Mm -hmm. So it's different for all parts of the the country, but mulch is just a a great enhancement that people can see instantly. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's something that, um, is an easy sell because everybody, at least in the Midwest does 
fresh mulch every spring. Mm -hmm. So that, that's a good part of our business. We typically go through about, I want to say it's, it's four months of just mulching crews in the spring. So the guys, the guys show up at a shop in the morning and their only, their only job is to lay mulch that day. Correct. For four, up to four months. Correct. So it's a, it's a good, uh, it's a good service to offer the best service. Um, irrigation is a little different. So we, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's different for where you are too, but we have a big spring turn on and then winterization, mm-hmm. but we do also offer monthly checkups or midsummer checkups. And that's been huge too. It kind of in those lull months where you don't have as much activity, mm-hmm. we kind of use that as a filler. And we also do installations too. So we use those installations as a filler in you know, the July, August months where it's not as busy as well. So we get everybody turned on, fixed, up and running. We'll come back for some checkups and then we wait for the installations about this time of the year and a couple months before and just knock all those out at the same time too. And then I'm assuming you guys have cool season grass up there because I read on your uh, some of your articles that your aerations are in the fall. So you do those in September? Yeah. So typically beginning of September, all of September and halfway through October, we'll do aeration overseeding. We do sometimes offer that in the spring as well. If somebody has a really bad yard they inherited Mm -hmm. um, or they just moved in, we'll help with them on that but we still have to be aware that we can't use pre-emergence in the spring on that, that customer's house. So it's a, do you want good grass now? And with the option of weeds popping up, or do you want no weeds and we can come back and aerate and seed when we'll have a better return, better yield. And then with the uh, weekly lawn maintenance, I'm assuming if you guys, if you guys have crews that are just doing mulch, you got crews that starting March, uh, when that grass starts growing, they're just mowing edge and trim and blowing. You, you got guys that just do that. Correct. Yep. Everybody is, is in their division is only sticking to that. Oh, wow. So our mowing crews are only mowing. They don't do any weed pulling. They don't do any fertilizing. That's just mowing every single day. That way their routes are the exact same every week too. Mm -hmm. Same with like landscape maintenance. They're only doing monthly checkups, weeding refreshes. What kind of um, trucks are you guys running or tra- in trailers, mowers, power equipment? <clears throat> guys nerd out on, on your setup. What did you find to be the most efficient, James? And, and even if you want to share what brands you're using, um, you know, I think guys would appreciate to know what you found works best. Yeah. So for the mowing side of stuff, we use all Hustler mowers. Mm-hmm. So we've got a good relationship with the rep here in town. And that just keeps it all under one brand, excuse me, all under one brand where we only have to bring in, you know, a bunch of parts and materials for those specific mowers. We have that all in stock. If anything goes down or breaks, we have that Mm -hmm. or small engine stuff. It's all steels. Mm -hmm. So steel trimmer, hedge trimmers, chainsaws, backpack blowers. And for the trucks, I mean, we go back and forth between Ford and Dodge. Mm -hmm. So it's usually two fifties, three fifties. And it just depends on who has the best incentive. We get all of ours new from a local commercial dealer. And I just ask them, Hey, what's better this month? Is it Ford? I mean, this, this year is a little difficult as everybody knows, but does Ford have a better rebate or Dodge? And he'll say, this is this one. This is this one. Great. Bring it over. Sign three, three things. He drops off the truck and he leaves. So it's a really easy way to define those partnerships too. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have been dabbling in a couple of new 
new creations we've been working with, with it being, we've got a Mitsubishi Fuso 18 foot flatbed Mm -hmm. that we use for fertilizing. Mm -hmm. And it's got 800 gallon tank on it, Mm -hmm. three compartments Mm -hmm. where you can put three different things in there. So fungicide, you know, herbicide, Roundup, whatever you want to do, each with electric hose reels. And the same with our other fertilizing trucks they are all flatbeds, tanks, electric hose reels. We're trying to make everything as simplified as possible. And then behind the scenes of the administration of, of running your business, is there a, a business management software? Or how are you communicating with your uh, foremen, with your customers? You know, you, you got such a large volume of, of scope of work here. How is all that being handled internally with the office, with the administration, with the software? What, do you, what have you found works best to make sure everything's um, properly running efficiently? Yeah, we've got a we've got a great office staff staff in general, and we use a couple different programs because for us, we we don't have we haven't found a program that does all of it encompassing into one software. Mm-hmm. So for accounting purposes, estimates, invoices, payroll, we use QuickBooks Online. Of course, it's the easiest we can use that on tablets anywhere we go. Um, for routing, for any kind of programs, so for holiday light routes, sprinklers, all that stuff. We use real greens mm-hmm. and just that ease of being able to track when certain services were done. That's been huge for us. That saves a ton of time and we can route easily best optimal drive time for each crew. And then we also use a couple other things, uh, Fleetmatics Verizon for just tracking all of our vehicles, make sure where they're going, where they should be going. And our backbone is, is Google drive. Mm-hmm. So all of our emails are tied together. Google Sheets are in there. If anybody needs different folders, everything, it's all accessible. We can be in multiple documents at the same time, chat on there. That's been really good for just keeping our past data together too. And then with 42 employees, you mentioned an office. Is, is this one lady? You got a couple people. How, how much man hours, manpower is behind keeping all the, I know the software and the, you know, manages a lot, but there's still probably some human element to all this. What, what have you found is your sweet spot with um, putting humans behind the software? Sure. Yeah. So we've got an operation manager that, that oversees like the day to day. Typically in each division, there's a division head or, or manager for that division that kind of helps out with the projects coming up, what's going on. Um, in the office, we have an office manager, myself, and I've got three other people that also help with phone calls, estimates. One does marketing, one does our landscape designs. Um, and sales as well. So they're meeting with customers. So typically the office staff is about four or sorry, five or six people. Gotcha. Well, James, in 18 years of building this uh, business, what what would you say has been some of the mistakes you've made and and what'd you learn from those mistakes? Oh man, there's a ton. Everybody has a lot of mistakes. Um, I think no matter good or bad, everything has a positive learning lesson that comes out of it. So anything that has gotten me to where I am today, I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, I've had issues with money, trying to pay employees when I was first starting out, employee issues, legal issues, but they're all kind of motivation for me, knowing that as I grow, there'll be more and more hurdles. These hurdles are going to happen if I like them or not. So we got to embrace it, figure out how to get through it, and then figure out what we can do to enhance ourselves. So one of the ones that we kind of discussed already was just keeping good employees, which we talked about keeping them in the winter time. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Another big one is just, I was spending a lot of money on used or not the best equipment. Mm. We changed that mindset early on. I only want new trucks, new mowers, new equipment, new everything. A, they've got good incentives. They've got uh, great warranty. You don't have to waste time on maintenance and it's image. I mean, we're pulling up to some three plus million dollar houses. I can't show up in a truck that looks like a 1990 with, you know, rust coming on it. So that image, they want to see good companies in their neighborhood. And we've gotten a lot of people just because they've seen our logos. That's an awesome logo. Who's, who's doing your house. And it's just, that's built us more than anything too. And even with our um, truck wraps, we just have magnets in the beginning. And then we constantly would go through branding logos, just paying whoever was cheapest. And I'm like, this is not worth it. Hmm. Let's pay a lot of money, get it done. Good. Find the best wrap in the, in the, in the city. And we haven't gone back. So we've had the same company do that for a long time where it's just a professional image. So I think just wasting money on the less par products and services early on, that was a big mistake because I wasted hundreds of thousands of dollars on that stuff or buying the wrong equipment, wrong, just keeping everything the same. How do you measure when it's time to update, upgrade to get the new hustler mower, the, the new uh, power equipment, or how, are you replacing this every spring or every two years, three years? How do you know when it's time to upgrade the equipment or vehicle? So we, it's, it's crazy because our vendor is surprised of how old some of our mowers are, but they all work perfectly fine. We've got an in-house mechanic and an apprentice mechanic right now that just started recently. And we, we go through stuff and maintain it meticulously all the time. So everything is really working well. The only time we, we replace is if, if something major happens, okay, the engine costs 2000, but a new one costs five. It's not worth to just keep that. Let's just buy a new one in the spring though. We get constant new head um, trimmers. Mm -hmm. So string trimmers, it's not worth fixing those for the time than just buying a new one. So typically we'll just rotate out every year and a half ish but we'll just take out the oldest, scrap them for parts, buy new. It's much more efficient to just have new equipment that works properly and not have to fight any kind of maintenance issues on that. Totally. Well, I want to get into thinking horizontally. You're, you're just, I'm just priming the pump here with your business. This is uh, super fascinating to see how you've grown this thing, but uh, share with us a little bit about your book, uh, Thinking Horizontally. Yeah. So the book, I, I created that book because I've helped people in the past one-on-one and I wanted to reach masses more. Mm. So the book's an easy way to go coast to coast, even out of the country. I've sent a couple copies, but the biggest reason was um, there is a way to utilize your skills, staff and assets to create new sources of income. Mm. I know everybody's thinking, okay, I just need to sell as much mowing as possible and only focus on that. But what people don't know is it's easy to sell a, a, a product or service that ties into that. There's always something that can supplement a corollary. What I call it is, is something that you can easily add on or offer your customers to build your business because they'd rather work with you than work with somebody they don't know. So if you can offer something else that they trust you already with, you might as well just offer it for them. So a good example, I, um, Starbucks never used to sell you know, pastries, tumblers, anything. It was just coffee at first. And then they started seeing everybody come in with like muffins and other people's tumblers. And like, why aren't we selling it 
if they're buying it somewhere else. So I think it was 2019 or 2020, just from everything that Starbucks sold that wasn't coffee was like $64 billion. Wow. So yeah. that's worldwide. Yeah. So it's crazy because it's, it's stuff that's not even coffee and they're coming in for coffee, but it's an easy upsell. It's an easy add on. It's an easy corollary product. So with that mindset, just what else can you offer your, your customers, your clients? And that's what the book goes over. Thinking horizontally. Well, I'll definitely have uh, Mr. Producer put the link to thinking horizontally in the show notes, guys. So all you got to do is click on that link and uh, it will take you over there where you guys uh, can pick up a copy. And then I know as guys are listening to you, James are thinking, man, I'd like to pick your brain. I'm trying to ask the best questions I can, but I know guys would love to, um, to pick your brain. Is there any, uh, consulting you do or or any ways that you can help guys who maybe are, are just getting started or trying to build this business and have hit some log jams. Do you have any resources to help, help the newer folks out? Yeah, definitely. So another crazy stat I wanted to throw at you really quick. Um, so 20% of businesses fail in the first year, 33 fail, 33% fail within two years, 50% fails within five years and 66% fail within 10 years. I mean, that's just astronomical. So I want to help as many business owners as possible beat those statistics and just by, you know, using what you already have. But I want to help people get over those hurdles as well. So a lot of people have asked me if I can help them grow and find opportunities in their business. And the answer is yes. I mean, I've worked with people that are a couple hundred thousand dollars a year in income to three plus million dollars a year in income. And I've started a workshop, a two-day workshop. It's called From Plateau to Profit. And that's at jamesmansky.com slash workshop. So we go over four pillars of profitability, structure, analytics, simplify, and corollary opportunities. And those have been the most beneficial for people. Just see how to expand their thinking, how to expand their business quicker, not be stagnant, Mm -hmm. because there's so much more out there that you can take advantage of. Um, and also on social media, James Mansky on all platforms, but I'm always happy to help reach out to me anytime. Absolutely. Well, Mr. Producer will put those two links in today's show notes to thinking horizontally and then to your workshop. Um, what's the name of your workshop again, James? From Plateau to Profit. I like that. From Plat- and that's all online. So it's, you can leave, you don't have to leave town, comfort or your home or your office. We go through everybody's business issues, your own personal, um, structure. So it's very intimate working one-on-one with me. And that is, that's a great resource to people that are looking to get to the next level. Fantastic. Well, we'll definitely put from plateau to profit and, uh, thinking horizontally, uh, in today's episode notes, James, uh, as we land the plane here, and if you have to go, let me know, I know we're running over, but you're just pouring in the value here. Are you okay on time or do you need to get going? Oh, definitely. You bet. What would you, you got another minute? Yeah, of course. Okay. What would you say? A lot of folks that listen to our episode are are very new in this business and, and those stats you shared about one year one, uh, I think you said 20% fail year one. Correct. 33% year two. And, um, you know, a lot of guys listening are in that one to five year range and it's like, the odds are against you. Um, what would you say to someone just starting off in the, in the lawn business to really consider to make sure you're, you're not that statistic of failure, but that you actually have lasting success. 
Yeah. So there's three things that they could take away. <clears throat> the first is what we kind of talked about corollary opportunities. So define your products and services and what's the best way you can tie new ones into that to sell to your customer. Um, there's always room for simplifying. So that's number two. So simplification of each process from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, there's a way to simplify anything. And whether that's using a technology or just revising how you're doing something to save or create more, more income, um, that's huge. We're constantly doing that every single week, every single day. I'm finding stuff that's, why are we doing it this way when we could do it this way? I mean, so you always have to have that mindset out there. And the last is just make sure to surround yourself with amazing people. Hmm. I mean, people that think big, massive. So find that mentor in your area, find that person that you look up to that's done that, or that is always positive, always growing. I know like several years back, I was content with 10 to 15% growth year over year. Mm -hmm. I think this year currently we're about 37% higher than last year. And the only thing that changed was my mindset. Wow. So I'm okay with, with 37%, but now it's still like, why is that only 37 and not 137? Mm. So for us, it's just thinking, it's just a change of thinking. Don't be stagnant. What's, how do we get to a hundred million and then start working backwards from there? Cause it's going to happen. And if you constantly think of something bigger, it'll start just manifesting. You don't have to worry about that 10% or 5% growth. How do we get to 50% this year? Okay. That opens up your brain to, we need to offer this service or we need to raise our prices here. So there's a lot going on with just internally that you can take starting out. Well, James, I really appreciate your time, man. You definitely um, provide a lot of value. And if you guys are listening right now and you want to connect with James, again, just look in today's episode notes. We have from plateau to profit. That's James workshop. And uh, you'll even have an opportunity to, to get to speak to you directly through that uh, system, correct? One-on-one, -on -one, James? Correct. correct. And then the book is Thinking Horizontally. So you've got 18 plus years in this industry, you know, to get to 42 employees and uh, run the business that uh, you have, James, is, is very impressive over there, Elkhorn Lawn Care. So I appreciate your time. I know you got a lot to manage. So uh, thank you for uh, sewing into our uh, show today. We appreciate you. You bet. I appreciate your time and, and your listeners and anything I can do to help anybody. I'm always here. Well, Mr. Producer, that was a fun episode, man. 42 employees over there, Elkhorn Lawn Care, seven divisions, 18 years in the biz. Uh, James definitely knows his stuff, and we appreciate him uh, joining us on the program today. Mr. Producer will take care of us in the show notes with the hyperlinks that are connected to whatever it says on the link. So if you guys want to check out James' book, Thinking Horizontally, just click on the link there in today's uh, program notes from Plateau to Profit. That's the workshop and uh, for you to connect one-on-one -on -one with James. Uh, you click on that, it'll take you where you need to go. And uh, that's for every episode. We'll also have all of our regular sponsors in there, GPS Track It, Entrepreneur Academy, Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. And so if you're just brand new to podcasting, if you scroll up, whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you'll see a bunch of links there. And uh, Mr. Producer takes the time to make sure those links are synced up. So it's convenient for you. It's just one click and then 
it will open a new window and take you right where you click. So we appreciate Mr. Producer uh, taking the extra time to make sure those are all functioning and working to make it easy for you so you can take your business to the next level with whatever product or service uh, you hear about on the program. So can't thank James enough. I know he went a little overtime there. I told him 25 minutes and I looked down on the timestamp. I'm like, ah, we're at 40 minutes already. And uh, he was just priming the pump, man. You do this for 18 years, you learn a lot. And so we definitely appreciate James uh, sharing uh, a, lot, a lot of valuable information with us today. I hope that you found it helpful. And uh, if you'd like to further the conversation with James, feel free to click on those links in today's show notes. Smash that follow button, and we hope you'll catch us on the next episode of the Green Entry Podcast. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.